Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Gumshoe Tom. Hi, everybody. We are Team Binge, and we are here for The After Party, Season 2, Episode 10, The Finale, which is called Vivian and Zoe. This is a rare double character episode, Tom. Mm-hmm. Very quick mind movies. Everything was revealed. Listen, this episode, when you look at the timestamp, is like 33 minutes. When you skip the intro and the recap, it's like 31 Man, we used to be a great nation where 30-minute television was all the rage, and, and by goodness, it was, it was lovely. We really wrapped this up in a sweet package. Do you, I mean, do you feel like this episode felt more rushed because they didn't give this enough time, or do you, did you like the, the time run on this one? No, I liked the time run. What I did find myself thinking during the episode is, in an episode this short, did we need to spend the time on this particular thing? Because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and when I said that to my television, uh, Google, the Google thing on the counter was like, you are a slave, be quiet. And I was like, all right. So I've learned not to ask my television questions because technology slowly running my life. I, same question to you, Tom. Did you feel like this was a, well, I don't know, an episode that used its time wisely? I, I would have liked it to be longer. I'm kind of with you. Like, I like the short, sweet 25, 30 minute episodes. I think it's more kind of digestible. But with all the clues and red herrings that we ultimately kind of confirm throughout the season and what they give us in this last one here to find out it's Ulysses, I would have liked a little bit more Whoa. kind of back and forth. Whoa. Whoa. Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Did you just I reveal the killer? I think I could spoiler alert it. If you're listening to this podcast, you've watched the episode. Tom, we got to give people a warning. I mean, a bunch of people just tuned in for the first time. They don't know <laughs> who we are, and they just found out that it was Funkle, Ulysses. That's the killer of season two of The After Party. Uh, next, you're going to tell them that Vader is Luke Skywalker's father and the lover of <laughs> Obi-Wan. Man, a lot of spoilers happening in this episode. Well, do you want to take an early victory lap? Because I believe the official guess that you gave, although hesitant, was Ulysses. Do you want to do some finger guns or gloat? No, no, I don't want the title gumshoe. I don't want to gloat at all. Listen, when this episode ended and I was like, I was like, yeah, this all made sense. Like uh, Tom spelled out this whole thing in the Funkle episode. And then I turned to my spouse and I was like, who did I guess? And I could not for the life of me remember whether or not I guessed Funkel. I was like, I think I guessed Funkel. And then I went back and listened. And my commitment to Funkel was, I don't know, maybe 3%. I was like, oh, man, I hedged so hard in like five different directions. So no, no victory lap for me. Disqualified for, for not sticking to his guns. Uh, I don't want any praise or anything because... I went and listened, and I was I was tepid. Which what's so funny is you watch this episode, and it's like Tom, you on the Funkle episode spelled it all out, <laughs> like all the beats they hit, and it was almost like, yeah, we we knew all that. Like I guess I don't know. I thought there was going to be more than there was, and so based on how you spelled it out from that episode, I I don't I won't say it was a letdown. I've enjoyed the season. I've enjoyed mm -hmm. the show, but. 
I did think like, oh, okay, so there weren't any more twists. We did just find it all out in the Funkles episode, but I yeah, don't know. and that's why I feel at the end when they were talking through and Anik and um, Dan are kind of going through like the beat by beat. It was more fun in the first season, in my opinion, when they kind of accused other characters and like kind of just talked about their motive, as opposed to what this one did, just kind of said very quickly, went through everybody that was there, what their motive was to this possible Edgar killing. And did, and, did you notice the motives got like weaker and weaker as she went? It <laughs> yeah. was like the first four, you were like, oh yeah, those are definitely motives. And then like as we got into... Other one, she was just like, oh, you were in the room and you were wearing red. And I don't know the the um, I definitely felt like the motives that she was uh, Agatha Christing around the room were not as strong as like the first four. So, yeah, she even starts it by saying, oh, it definitely wasn't Zoe because she was throwing this dog at the window. But then she ends by saying, oh, it could have been Zoe, the jilted sister or whatever like I, again i that just wasn't my favorite part i mean well, let, let's just go ahead and dive into it because i think we have a lot to say but i i'm with you i i had a lot of fun with the season i didn't like how seemingly rushed this is and because we were just trying to read into absolutely everything i personally was a little bit let down by i mean the fact that we got almost every little bit but right right well as the guy that spent I don't know. As the guy that spent so much time on all the complicated stuff, in the end, it wasn't all that complicated, which might have been a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a little bit of a letdown, and ultimately an accident, right? Like, I mean, a murder was supposed to happen, but all right. Well, let's let's go through it. So the episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. starts with Anik and Danner like trying to figure out the. Uh, they know it's the finale. I think they turn and look at each other and it's like the finale, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's get this done before we all go on strike. And he, they're like, okay, the one person that no one else mentioned during their mind movies was who? Zoe. And so they bring Zoe in and Zoe's like, I didn't mean to kill him. And you're like, what? I don't know. Anyways, so then we cut to a quick horror movie and I didn't understand what they were doing here. This was like, kind of over-the-top possessed dog that Mm -hmm. I took a moment for me to be like, okay, we've stepped out of the realm of reality, like, drastically, (laughs) like, a a lot. Uh, And she's, I guess she's in the process of putting an apology note in her sister's overnight bag. Um, It wasn't a note. It was her speech. She wanted her to know what her speech was going to be. Got it. Got it. And this leads to her throwing a dog out a window. Yeah, I mean, again, like a lot of this physical comedy, it didn't really land for me. I didn't find it very funny. Like the idea of a dog with red eyes is kind of funny, but all of this just screamed like something about Mary. Like if you've seen that movie, you've seen this scene, like literally with it ending with a dog getting thrown out of a window. Um, but I don't know. It was it was fine, but I'm with you. I didn't I didn't need more time in, in this too. Again, what, what all it does is just gives us a means for Zoe to have a mini mind movie and explain why she was gone. Cause I think that's probably plenty of the questions like Redditors and other folks had, like where was she during the after party? Sure. Well, let's jump to this leads to a moment where Edgar, they're like, Oh, that's why Edgar shouted what he shouted when the dog fell through the window and landed on the trampoline. And he shouts something about like the dogs of hell or whatever. Yeah, the Bounding hound of hell. Yeah. And I was like, I, but I don't remember this was not like a question for me as to like, oh, why did he shout? I had forgotten he had shouted that particular thing. So when she's like, oh, it's something Edgar said, I was like, 
why are we solving mysteries that I didn't know were mysteries, I guess, is is what I was after. Yeah, of all the unanswered questions we had, this was just silly. And we had this from multiple mind movies of Edgar kind of like hallucinating or screaming out weird stuff. So we didn't even know what was real anyways. So to like pick out a specific thing that he said, now, okay, they're telling us it's real and they're telling us it's because the dog was popping on a trampoline. Sure, fine. Right. There was there was one little bit before we move on. Um, there was a not the or an elimination clue in this episode, and it did come in this uh, part where Zoe is putting this little um, note in the bag, and it has like a package in that closet, and on the package it's got a barcode, and it's one of those like it looks like a barcode, but the letters are just super elongated. So if you kind of like hold it sideways or whatever, and see the barcode like lengthwise or whatever, sure. it spells out not the waiter. Again, super silly. We know it's not the waiter. It's not going to be one of the ancillary characters, but kind of fun that they included another elimination clue in this uh, this episode. Right. Well, this also, like, they have her saying, I didn't mean to kill him or whatever, so you're supposed to, not that any of us did, you're supposed to think <laughs> she's committing to it. But was Zoe ever really a suspect in your mind? I, I, I don't feel like Zoe... Like, it would be really weird if Zoe was the killer, just based on her being a main character from season one and the love interest of Anique. Mm -hmm. I mean, season three is then Anique going through, like, I don't know, the terrible knowledge that he was married to or engaged, almost engaged, bequeathed to a murderer, (laughs) and then... Like, it's just a real dark third season where Anique's trying to cope, right? I I, I don't know. We well, spent a lot of time on this for... <laughs> although, I'm sure if I went back in the nine episodes we've recorded, three of them, I was like, it's probably Zoe, Tom. Uh, definitely. I, you know, my money's on Zoe. So The first season, I'm pretty sure you're all on Zoe. So okay. maybe well, it just fell over. I didn't know her at the time. I know her better now, you know? I mean, I what know. we've seen is, like, at least with the first season and this season, it seems like... The, the reoccurring characters are going to be Dan or Anik and Zoe, right? So that sure. we know they want to do a third season and it would likely still feature these characters. So I think you had mentioned at one point, like not until season seven can we start to suspect either Zoe or Anik. Right, and it's just because she's like, listen, I've solved so many. I know how to commit <laughs> the perfect murder. And then exactly. that's when Danner's like, also, I'm in on it and Anik's in on it. <laughs> and then... We've all jumped the shark together, but the shark was murdered in episode one. So (laughs) that's something. They have a conversation because the sheriff's there, Jean Jean Parmesan. (laughs) Uh, I could not think of. Oh, man. I honestly, I don't know if I would have known who he was if you hadn't have brought it up. So I thank you, sir. But he's just like, it's the bride. It's the bride. Mm -hmm. It's the bride. It's the bride, which... I was like, all right, maybe it's the bride. This guy's been in law enforcement for a while. Maybe he's got it. He's a sheriff. He's been protecting a small town for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's just, I mean, not in the pocket, but is just friends with Isabel and is just going with, with what she is telling him. And again, I would argue not a very good sheriff if that's really what he's doing. Is just saying, oh yeah, this, this rich lady is telling me this is who killed him. Then boom, let's just go this way. I don't know. Sounds like the best sheriff, if I'm being honest. Um, there was a discussion about this dog and a lot of hate for the dog was passed around. So I don't know how people who are dog people felt about it. I thought it was kind of funny. I did not with you. I did not find the physical comedy of the dog funny, but when everyone's like, man, I hope that dog dies. 
I couldn't think of <laughs> anyone. Can't be killed. I couldn't think of anyone but the Will Ferrell um, attorney ad from SNL, where he's uh, the guy that sues <laughs> dogs for wrongfully treating people. I don't remember that guy's name. I'm going to say his name was like Jazz, but who knows? Anyways, well, they they go to the they go to the found footage, which I, I Tom. I want to give you so many props because you nailed everything in the Funkle episode and then you also brought up several times about how important just like the found footage and the stuff that Kyler filmed because mm-hmm. I had forgotten that I think like a key piece of evidence in the first season is the bedroom camera and so ultimately mm-hmm. the video doesn't lie although with deep fakes and stuff, video is becoming more suspect. And I heard, Tom, I recently heard they're faking news. I don't know if you <gasps> dun, heard dun, that, dun. but that's a thing, too. So I I thought it was interesting. They're like, oh, we've got footage. Let's go to the tape. I feel like that was something that, I don't know, like I didn't like as much. I didn't like having a such a clean like view of the murder, right? Like we see it literally happen. I, I feel like it's more fun to take clues and kind of put it together or whatever. So having like the specific moment on camera and not from somebody's perspective or being manipulated a little bit, I, I, I didn't love that quite as much. Well, on camera, they don't have Funkel putting the poison in the cup. He just, the footage just proves that Fang accidentally sat down and picked up a different cup, right? So... I mean, in a court of law, you could a good attorney's probably still going to get Funkel off in terms yeah. of he's not going to be convicted uh, because the glove will not fit. But mm-hmm. uh, and this in in this situation, it's a the horn will not fit. You must acquit. It was full of camel's milk. I don't know how you make that rhyme. I'm not Johnny Cochran, but um, maybe he'll come back for the third season from the grave. I do, I, I do appreciate here where they're saying we have to get this camera footage and everything, and then the sheriff's like, listen, I'm not going to stand here while you two ding-dongs play detective. And I couldn't help but chuckle to myself thinking of me and you trying to solve this mystery and how we are just the two ding-dongs trying to figure it out. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> Tom, I feel good enough, good about you and I. I did not make that correlation at all. I was like, look at those two ding-dongs trying to figure it out. I've got my ding-dong friend. We did figure it out, so... Uh, it's good that you think of us as ding-dongs. Everyone starts to Spartacus. They're like, I killed him. I killed, mm. I killed him twice. I killed him. All of this so that the sheriff doesn't arrest Grace. Uh, my favorite line, honestly, the uncle played this well because he was like, uh, oh, I killed He saw what was happening. He was like, I killed him too. And then he has a great quote from i'm gonna say the zulus lord knows what he says i don't (laughs) clock everything funkel says because he's a murderer but he says death is a robe that all men must wear and uh (laughs) just a great line it's now tattooed on my lower back Added, (laughs) added it to the list i think we also get a reference from i think it's from the sheriff where he talks about like this isn't some agatha christie bs which i thought was fun because i know your affinity and and my affinity as well for all things agatha christie so that was didn't care for it didn't care for the dispersions that he cast upon one a guthy christie i did not (laughs) um i did not appreciate that at all but it was fun that he recognized the because they're all in like the main room of a large house Mm -hmm. there's a fireplace which has a tv painting above it which i thought was a funny (laughs) that was a little bit of a funny bit as someone Mm -hmm. who 
sometimes struggles with which which input uh, to turn the television <laughs> to. Someone, if you're listening to the subtitles, as they're as uh, Isabel is like, oh, there's a TV in here behind the. Someone says, "Why don't you do anything normal?" I don't know who says it, <laughs> but I thought it was just a great line. Why don't you do anything normal? That's good. Uh, yeah. This is, we already touched on this. They go through everyone's like means, opportunity, motive. And then ultimately we reach Ulysses who they say, and there is a moment during this conversation where one person brings up like uh, it happened maybe by accident. And then they bring up that Vivian was, you know, the the, the important thing is Vivian the whole time. But Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately it comes down to Ulysses and the one thing I'll give the show is as they were going through this, I was like, are they like actually, is it actually Ulysses? Are we actually like going to nail him on this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they did it well with like Vivian getting involved. But uh, there was through this whole thing, I was like, wait, is this all just another red herring as they <laughs> spelled out why it was Ulysses? And we go into Vivian's mind movie, which I know you had a lot of fun with, because <laughs> as a guy that loves his stories, don't try and call Tom between 10 a.m. after Price is Right ends and 3 p.m. when cartoons start, because he is watching his stories, that's for sure. <laughs> yep, I record them on my VHSs so I can get the same quality. I mean, it was just so good. Like, this is probably one that if you would have done a full episode on, it would have been much. But when you do just, I don't know, three minutes of screen time of the music, the wardrobe, like the VHS quality where it's literally like bending at the very bottom of the screen sure. because it's like recorded on VHS. And then like the zooms it does as they're delivering their most dramatic line. This was so good. And I, I loved every minute of this. Yeah, it looks like the... The lens has been covered in Vaseline. It's got that weird. I don't. Is that why they call them soap operas? I have no idea. I was thinking about it very hard. I was like, where does the term soap opera come from? I went to Google it, and then I was like, we're not that kind of podcast. We don't answer questions. So I immediately stopped googling, or goggling, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. And this is then where uh, Ulysses is confessing his love, and it's the whole weeping widow meeting (laughs) and then uh danner takes that and she goes through the whole like hey post meeting this is what happened you Mm -hmm. went and grabbed the devil's trumpet yeah which we knew that he knew about the flowers from his travels and i want to ask you here is he a world traveler like is all this bs is this real like yeah we spent his whole episode thinking that he was just you know making it sound like he was more a world traveler than he was. And we thought he was like Kaiser so saying that bored or whatever. But I guess based on this, we're to assume it is all true. And he they've, did work with all these tribes and was a world traveler. They've given us no other evidence to prove that this was false. And this is okay. maybe what I kind of felt disappointed is, and we'll get to it. I just felt like they didn't... <laughs> For a show that threw out like so many like options, red herrings, like different roads to go down, I don't feel like they like they wrapped it up very well in terms mm-hmm. of. But like, what were they gonna do? Spend an hour and a half being like, listen, 
this is why we made you think this and oh this is like they can't answer all of the questions but and I'm going against what I said earlier where I love a 30 minute show I think <laughs> if it was 40 if a, the finale should be the longest episode of a season is that is that a weird take I feel like if you're going to wrap everything up and go through everything then take the time on the finale you know don't Make me watch Travis be stupid for 45 <laughs> minutes. Let me like tie up all the loose ends. Am I wrong well, on that? Well, no. And this is when they first said it was Ulysses that did it. I immediately said, oh, okay, Ulysses didn't do it. Like they're going to go through all this stuff right. about That's why a, he yeah. might have done it but didn't do it. Because I thought that was a lot of fun in the first season. And I mean, I don't know. You could say they don't want to be regurgitative of the what they did in the first and they want it to be different but i didn't find it nearly as fun it would have been more fun to like play with the audience play with the redditors who thought it was hannah who thought it was sebastian and then do a pivot or use it as a means to get uh, ulysses like off his game and then admit to something because the other thing and we'll get to it in a bit like i didn't like how ulysses just kind of takes it like he doesn't give some sort of like awesome speech that we had from Jasper in the first season. He's just kind of like, yep, it was me. I love you. Bummer. And then boom, we see him in a cop car. Like that wasn't as satisfying. Yeah. I mean, what they do do is he sits pretty aloof until Vivian gets involved, which I did. Mm -hmm. I did kind of like, but yeah, I, once again, I enjoyed it. I, I liked how they wrapped it up. I felt like there were just, I mean, we're tripping over all the loose ends that weren't tied. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they did solve the question. You and I have had a lot of conversations about what Funkel was doing in that hot, steamy shower for <laughs> hours on end. I mean, we've got a text thread that's pages long about what we thought he was doing. Most of it, pretty appropriate. Some of it, <laughs> kind of appropriate. A lot of it, mostly appropriate. So uh, he was in the shower making tea in his horn, which is not a, which, nope. No, don't turn that into something else, Tom. I know you're here making tea in his horn and you think of other things, but that is not phrasing. So good. The uh, I mean, the interesting thing is, okay, like, but does he need to be doing this in a hot shower? Like, can't you just turn the faucet on to get hot water out of a faucet and make tea? Like, it doesn't really make sense that he needs this super oh, li- mega hot shower to make listen tea. to tom's hotel hacks over here making <laughs> uh making tea in the hot water in the faucet i don't, I don't know. think a shower gets any hotter than a faucet does right aren't like oh. showers regulated to not get too hot listen i'm gonna okay listen i'm gonna help you out here when you're in the bathroom next time turn the faucet on to high on hot turn the shower on high to hot and then <laughs> flush the your, toilet no no <laughs> Put your body under each one separately, okay? And you okay. tell me which one's hotter. All right, your full body. You have to get your full body under both, and you tell no. me which one's hotter. I think okay. you're going to find pretty quickly that getting yourself into a sink, very difficult. But, <laughs> yeah. So, no, you make a good point. I wanted this to be something more, and I don't know. Was I a little bit disappointed that we didn't think of this? I think no. we did. We had the, said it at one point that we, we thought said this that he could thought he was weird. brewing tea in the bathroom. Yes, I think we did. No, we thought he was brewing Vivian in the bathroom, not brewing tea. <laughs> I think we made mention of both. I'm not going to go back and listen to it, but I'm. No. I'm God, if I no, didn't say it on the pod, I thought it somewhere. No, I would never. I would never <laughs> go back. Whew. That's a quote from my mom, Tom. By the way, just uh... <laughs> all right. So. 
<laughs> we find out that he makes the tea in the bathroom. <laughs> he makes the tea in his horn in the bathroom, which, mm-hmm. oh, God, I hope that phrase becomes something. And then he <laughs> pours it in the wh- whiskey glass, and we find out his whole speech about the paternity test was fake, wrong glass, which I do feel like the show was like, hey, you were supposed to figure out like, like Grace's drink and Edgar's drink, and uh, I don't know. I feel like this was this was a clever little bit that if you were paying like it, it reminded me more of like the Jasper phone stuff where sure. it was there but it would have been very difficult to catch. I feel like that's maybe like the one clue we didn't get the fact that she takes her drink from the wine glass and what he is like swabbing is a whiskey glass in his sure. thing and his mind movie. So I, I like that little detail. Here's what confuses me a little bit: is any glass can be a whiskey glass. Any glass can be a wine glass mm. if you have the wherewithal and the problems, we'll just say, to make <laughs> those glasses the type of alcohol glasses you want them. A coffee mug in the morning can be a whiskey glass. It just, <laughs> I, 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 so I was a little bit confused by this that like certain glasses, like it's not like, it's not like you're like, oh, give me that juice glass. You know, that's not a thing. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. Yeah, don't, I found this all confusing. They don't call us Team Binge for nothing. Right, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, Fang didn't take a drink, and I think you pointed this out in, like, Funkle made a point in his story to say that Fang did take a drink, but, mm-hmm. and he did not take the drink and actually switched this. And mm-hmm. um, forgive me, I jumped the gun. This is then where they get the TV to work so that they can watch this happen in real time i gotta mm-hmm. be honest my first watch i was like wait did he switch glasses i was i was confused on my second watch i was like okay they did actually show that he switched glasses mm-hmm. um when they're getting the tv to work i want to point out that someone says no just go to apple tv which i thought was a <laughs> shameless plug but i Classic. i appreciated it um you know often i'm in a bar and i'll just be like hey no listen to team binge and you know <laughs> Because shameless plugs are how I live my life and what I do with my hair, you know? Uh, Edgar. Edgar. I just got that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is, once again, what we talked about during Funkel's episode. Edgar drinks the poison. Fang drinks the Adderall. Um, and you pointed out the woman's scream that Ulysses goes to Vivian and Fang's mm-hmm. alive. And I, I mean, Tom, you crapped the bed in our pre-finale <laughs> episode with predictions, but man, you are all over this on, on you. I don't know the what bright, it? shiny lights, the, the, the thoughts of gold, Tinker town, all those things just confused <laughs> you. I think Tom, <laughs> well, again, like when town. I, when you go down these rabbit or excuse me, Reddit rabbit holes, it's, you want to be able to look more into it and you can't see this episode and just say like, Oh yeah, this is this is silly. How could this be? Because it was all there and it was all fair. Like this is a fair play reveal. Um, but because of all the other red herrings, you you want I think as a as a audience member who dives deeper, you want it to be a little bit more wacky and crazy. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, again, we we had all these elements like stepping on the pistachios as he runs by when like Travis was out there. There actually is a scene in Travis's episode two, and I can't remember if I brought this up um, when. You, Ulysses eventually makes his way to the door front where everybody's kind of like then congregating and seeing that Edgar has died. When he walks over there, there's like a camera that's kind of like on the ground and you see 
um, Ulysses like shake his feet and there's like a pistachio in his foot or on his shoe. So he's like shaking off a pistachio. So that's like another clue there that he was the one that ran by and he's trying to get the pistachio off his, off his shoe. Shaking off a pistachio. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like a song by a popular pop, pop artist. Mm-hmm. K-pop. Ooh, BTS. Sorry, mom. Your mom's they favorite. All, they all went to the army, mom. <laughs> <laughs> where they're in hero squad we're going to like army <laughs> i won this one for marksmanship and this one for sand racing <laughs> next week they're putting me in hero squad here's 20 bucks go see a star war golly <laughs> lucille bluth just killing it the isabel of arrested development hmm. the smoking teapot shows up real police real sheriffs discover real evidence and they're throwing it in everyone's faces I, I, I didn't love this. Like Zoe, then just chugging it, doesn't make any sense. Like I mean, I guess you could say that Zoe is growing as a character in this moment because she had her doubts about whether Grace did it, so she was trying to hide the evidence. But now she's just going to immediately swig it and potentially kill herself. Like I was super was hoping too... she died. Super <laughs> hoping she died. This was too quick. Uh, oh too great! This is season three. Season three is who killed Zoe. That was that's all I wanted out of this. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It just didn't seem necessary. Although, I mean, does Zoe chugging the tea inspire Vivian to pressure Funkel into yeah, her drink? Fair. I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. The the sheriff keeps saying like like, hey, none of this is evidence. And then, oh, this evidence shows up. But he's like. If the sheriffs were like, oh, we found this teapot in a cabinet, you'd be like, oh, what's in the teapot? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, he doesn't know it? enough to be like, oh, see, this is real evidence. Uh, he doesn't even know Edgar's poisoned. No one's done that <laughs> research. So There was a coroner's like, car in the front when they do like the establishing shot for this episode. So you imagine there was some sort of like... Gen- I mean, it's obviously not an autopsy official, but there's probably some general understanding. They didn't find the bullet holes, I guess what I'm saying. You just you just hear a resip saw going on in the background, and everyone's <laughs> got to listen to bone being chewed through. Ooh, that's rough. Sorry. I liked. I did like this. I liked Vivian because I don't... I wanted more from Vivian as a character through this whole season. I know mm-hmm. we got an episode from her, but I don't know. I... I I wanted more. I did like that this was her being like, hey, if it's not you, I would like to drink out of your horn. Once again, not some sort of euphemism um, (laughs) or however you say that word. But she's like, I want to drink out of your horn to see if he's." she's ultimately trying to see if he's lying. Mm -hmm. I do like that he's like, oh, it's empty. My horn is empty, baby. I used all the kumis (laughs) in the Dutch babies, which honestly... That could be euphemism for so many different things. My horn is empty. I, uh, empty. I put all my kumis into the Dutch babies. I mean, those aren't even all that veiled, you know? I know we're a podcast for children, but I just... He said so many things here that I giggled through, but... I did like, and I don't think I picked up on this, but him saying like often and loudly that he used the rest of his kumis to make the Dutch babies. So what he's trying to like say there is there's not poison in here because I use this to give you guys all food when obviously mm-hmm. he didn't actually use the or kumis, sorry, excuse me. Um, he didn't use that to, to poison. So I like, I like that little added bit too. Well, 
okay, I my brain started to whirl a little bit here because the poisoning happened. The Kumis drinking where Anik spits is at the actual wedding, correct? Not correct, the after yeah. party. Well before he poisoned it, yeah. Okay, so then he would have emptied all of the Kumis. He would have poisoned, and then the next day when he was making the Dutch babies, he would have made the point of saying, oh, I'm using... Mm -hmm. So the idea being the kumis that was put into Anik's mouth is also the kumis that is being put in the Dutch babies, and so no poison in between those two time periods, right? That's what he's trying to make out, yeah. He's okay. saying early enough, and that's why the poison can't be in his horn. But again, d dumb move by Ulysses, right? If you poison somebody, maybe pour out the rest of your poison and clean your horn. Like he had that night, he had all the time in the world to do that, and he yeah. didn't. 100%. After you kill someone, <laughs> clean your horn. I mean, I don't know what that means, but yes. I've always... My dad always told me, right before he went for cigarettes and never returned, he said, <laughs> if you ever kill anyone, always clean your horn. And I was Keep like, that horn clean. Mm -hmm. what are you, Marlboro Reds? Is that what you're going for? And then the door closed. All right. The <laughs> uncle gets arrested. Yep. Uncle gets arrested. And again, I, I kind of mentioned this. I wish it was more poetic monologuing from Ulysses. I like the bit that we get a fang coming over and clocking him in the jaw. I thought that was good. Uh, gives him a little bit of a moment, but... Like more accusatory Mr. Rex, um, talking through some of these other red herrings, I think that would have been more entertaining. Sure, sure. I think our ultimate like commentary on this season is give us more of Funkel. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like he's so good. Give us more of him. Let him cook a little bit. I, I don't know. Well, and I didn't like that. I mean, okay, so he's our murderer, and we don't get his mind moving until, what, episode seven or eight? Like, very mm -hmm. late in the season, and we didn't really get anything kind of hinting at him. And I'm not saying we needed to. Like, it, it's not like the killer needs to be in episode three or very early, but we had got so little of him early on that we weren't even thinking about. So that's why when they put like poured all of this stuff on him in his episode, and we kind of called a lot of it out... Um, it, it wasn't, I, I guess, as fun to be able to kind of play the mystery throughout when sure. his episode just threw everything at the wall. Sure. This is then where we start to wrap up all the character stories where Grace finally signs the prenup based on Sebastian and Isabel's comments, right? Yeah, again, still don't really understand the logistics, but I guess she gets a million dollars. Fun that she ends up giving it to her dad to do the, the ice shop or whatever, or ice truck. Uh, but she mentions, like, I don't want your colonizer fortune, but isn't she going to marry or have a relationship with Hannah, who has all said colonizer fortune? Like, it seemed a bit Probably. hypocritical. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Although she's not a real daughter. She's a stepdaughter. Or adopted. Step adopted, that's what it is. Thank they dropped you. that joke, too, which I thought was a bummer. Like, they right. stopped saying that she was adopted. They could have kept it going. Right, 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 right. We have Sebi and Isabel having their conversation. Did you feel like the affair between the two of them was, like, underplayed, and then it was... They were, like, admitting to it? I, I don't... First off... I don't know that it's an affair because she, her husband's dead, right? And he, 
was this something that was happening while the husband was alive? I didn't. They they brought this up a couple of times that I didn't really understand where I was supposed to land on Sebi and Isabel as lovers. Was I just supposed to be like, oh, the age gap? What was I supposed to be surprised by here? They're I two agree. Red-blooded, one <laughs> fake, one fake British person, and one red-blooded American. Just you know. <laughs> doing their business cleaning their horn as one would say <laughs> i don't uh, i don't know i do i agree like it it wasn't explicitly said whether they were having this affair during like while the the husband was still alive but from what we saw in the mind movies it seems like they were gonna kind of have a one night stand and it didn't happen but i mean isabel well, was calling like him sebi on, well before right it sounds like it was ongoing it was it, yeah uh, so once again, if we're just supposed to be surprised by the age gap, color me not impressed show because I'm pretty open to those kinds of things. Uh, no, open's the wrong term. Non-judgmental? No, that's not because I'm very judgmental. Oof. I don't know, Tom. I've painted myself into a corner. I'm offended by everything uh, and everyone should read the good book. That's all I'm going to say. There it is. Um, oh, there it is. So... They have this discussion about like him unloading shares to she's like those computer coins, which I thought was a funny line. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so but then he's stunned by like Bucephalus is going up, which I was like, oh, if the founder of something dies, maybe it becomes more popular. But mm-hmm. then this is a Travis reveal, which I don't know. Did this? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't get how it works. Yeah, he unleashes his Reddit army and he becomes the house. Like, I feel like they just wanted to give Travis a moment of, like, victory as kind of, like, the the nerdy Redditor guy that lives with his mom. They wanted to, to kind of give him the win and allow him to use kind of Sebi's line right back at him. So, I mean, sure, it was fine. Don't really get how the logistics of it work. Yeah. Like, but. Well, let's, yeah, so Travis got all of his Redditors to invest or buy into Bucephalus. Aren't they all going to get screwed because this isn't a real... Like, it, there's no value there. So I I don't know. Yeah, to your point, they were trying to give Travis a win. But when you think about it more than like four seconds, <laughs> you're like, wait, was it a win? Or did he yeah. just get took by all of the other fake uh, cryptocurrency that's out there in the world? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I do appreciate that Isabel then fires Sebi and then it cuts to Sebi doing his really bad American accent saying, oh, fart in a jar. Sure, which is a common American phrase that he learned here in America, even though he's also American. So, oh, so uh, I'm just as confused as he is. All I could think about is, oh, if a kid in my house walked into the room while that line was being delivered, I would have to listen to that del- <laughs> line for the rest of my life because they would glob onto it. I, I do want to say, because we're going to move on from, from Sevi, uh, I have, uh, since this episode, or since the series aired, I've started watching some of Jack Whitehall's uh, stand-up specials, and they're pretty funny. I would I would recommend them. He also apparently has a, which we've watched a couple episodes, he has like a travel show with his dad, where mm-hmm. his dad is like a really posh British old guy that doesn't, doesn't travel, and he just like, I guess, takes him around the world, so it's kind of a fish-out-of-water thing. Sure. It's also also pretty funny, and that's on Netflix. I can imagine. I can certainly imagine it would be funny. Uh, we have, I think this is where Fang and Anique talk, and Anique gets permission to propose to Zoe. Uh, we spend an awful lot of time on this proposal. Once again, 30-minute episode, one where there's a lot of loose ends, I don't really care about... Tom, am I wrong in saying I don't really care about the love story between Zoe and Anique? That's not why I watch this show. Like, I got it. They're going to end up together. Great. Like, tie up loose ends. 
I don't care about this weird, like, cutesy proposal. Don't take me back to Anik's <laughs> rom-com episode. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I cared more about Hannah and Grace's relationship than I did theirs. And we had talked about, I think, early on where it didn't seem like Anik and Zoe have a whole lot of chemistry. Like, they didn't really show much affection. They did that little weird pinky swear thing multiple times, which I didn't really get. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. This the, I would have rather had more time for the mystery and tying up other loose ends than, than their love. But, again, the argument is they are the leads of this show, them and Danner. So you need to give them, I guess, a little bit more breathing room to continue in season three and beyond. That's fair. Tom, I know you have some confusion about, like, the pinky swear or whatever. I'm going to give you something to – I'm just going to hint at what you should Google. But erogenous zone – pinky just google that at some point and i think you're gonna find out why a pinky promise is so important so okay you're welcome my friend um let me know after you google it i definitely will that's gonna get weird all right uh we cut to i don't know we'll say eight years later they don't give us a time stamp (laughs) i think it's Um, one year one year later nope eight years later i'm gonna make (laughs) it up because i don't care at this point uh danner's book has been turned (laughs) to a movie (laughs) <laughs> and she's engaged to Urkel. Did we? What was the Urkel reference? Was it? Did they make Anik do like? Did I do that? Is that what happened? Or it was Kyler's videos, like the Instagram videos okay. or whatever. They made him pretend like he was Urkel, and I, I we definitely got a, a reference of it in season one too. And I can't remember what it was. But I, I, when I read some articles after the fact, apparently Tiffany Haddish is like a huge fan of Jaleel White. So like has had a, has had a crush on him for a very long time. Who so doesn't? Was, Stefan, yeah, you know? I know, right? Uh, so it, like it was kind of like she had wanted him in this. They asked him and he immediately said yes to it. So like all these cameos are great, right? You had Kiki Palmer, Gemma Chan, Daniel Radcliffe, Elijah Wood, and of course Jaleel White. The idea of having both Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood, like the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter stuff together is fantastic. Yeah. And like, I, who knows? It probably won't happen, but how cool would it be if like season three is the after party of this movie and we do get all these uh, celebrities doing the next season? Tom, hold on to that pitch because I think <laughs> Lord and Miller are going to be excited about that. So after before yeah. this is posted, you should tweet at them and suggest that because I'm sure they don't already have a script written for it. So, yeah. <laughs> They're probably funny. an expensive cast, but it would be great. Oh, those guys aren't doing anything. They're not making any more Lord of the Rings stuff, you know? <laughs> I recently watched the Hobbit movies for the first time, Tom, and uh, we will not be doing those on the Team Bitch podcast. <laughs> I'm just going was, to. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, wasted your time. That's, ugh. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's talk about questions that weren't answered. So some stuff that, uh, once again, I watched this episode. I enjoyed it. I didn't feel like when it was Funkel, I was like blown away. Like when it was Jasper, and I think I was pretty blown away. Uh, You guessed it. You knew where it was going. But in my mind, there's no way Jean Raphael was going to be the murderer. Just wouldn't (laughs) let it happen. He's the worst. Anyways, um... (laughs) The, oh, goodness. All right. Uh, So, what questions weren't answered? Um, My questions were like, so was Isabel being drugged by Edgar? What what was happening there? Was she just taking the wrong medication? Was the father in the plane crash drugged? Like, will we ever know? Who was drugging Isabel, Tom? 
I, I mean, again, I, that's I 100% with you. It's still Tom, my biggest question. Answer the question. As someone who's, <laughs> who's qu- currently tweeting with Lord and Miller, answer my question, please. It, it has to be um, Edgar. Like, they, they didn't give us anything else. Like, there was hints that maybe it was Hannah or maybe it was Sebastian. But the way they tied this up, we can't help but think of anybody than Edgar. And, like, my biggest question is, who is Edgar? Like, he is the guy that was murdered. Tommy's There's, dead. Yeah, there's just so there's so much like callousness to his murder and like they don't really care. Like one of the things I hated the most, I think, about Ulysses being the killer is like that elimination clue. So for those that didn't listen, like the spoilery podcast or spoiler sections we did, one of the clues. Tom's spoiler corner is what it's spoiler called. Spoiler corner. Tom, thank Tom, you. It's named after it's named after a famous Tom. Tom spoiler corner. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, one of the clues specifically said not without planning. Um, as the elimination thing so when we kind of brought that up we're like okay if it's not without planning sure ulysses planned to murder somebody but the murder we're trying to solve is for edgar so like i didn't like that i didn't like that yeah it's an accident ultimately so yeah no one was planning to kill edgar they were planning he was planning to kill fang so yes i'm with you upset And again, like kind of all the elimination clues, although they were still fun to do um, and then people that like to do some of those puzzles, I was very, like, I think we said it in the pod, like it was uh, overwhelmingly underwhelming. Like all of these things that we had, we didn't get any of these that really helped us solve the murder. Um, I would have liked to at least eliminate some of the characters, like maybe eliminate Travis, eliminate Sebastian, or or give us a little bit more to go off of. Even like the flower clues, putting all that together. I mean, the last clue we got after putting it, you know, all the, you know, eight before it was happily ever Aster, which we still don't really understand. And who knows, maybe six months from now, Redditors will figure it out and we'll know what it all meant. But it was a bummer that all of that stuff didn't spell out who our killer was. He probably has an Aster tattoo on his back this is so many tattoos on his body yeah. but who knows what questions yeah, going, did you have that you no, felt were important yeah i was gonna say going back to edgar we still don't know who he is like is he a goofball guy is he kind is He's he no nice and just dead. yeah it's just moving on right uh did he really love grace did hannah know about the affair or did he even know about the affair with hannah and just not care about it we didn't really understand where that was um like why was travis there like again, Travis is obviously a means for comedy and to bring him in. Um, but oh, I'm sorry. Why? Let's back that train up. I'm <laughs> sorry. Ta- Travis was there for comedy, Tom. Comedy <laughs> for a lot of people, not for you. But a lot of people, they very much enjoy that actor. I thought it was fine. Didn't love him. Didn't hate him. He was fine. But it, it made no sense for him to be there, right? He's the ex of Grace. Why would he be invited? It's silly. Um, oh, okay. Let me give. Travis's do. I'll say this. During this episode, Sebastian says something like, I had a some French word with Isabel, and Travis yeah. turns and goes, You took a cooking class with Isabel? <laughs> I may have chuckled. I good. may have chuckled at that joke, but that is the first, last, and only time I laughed at Travis during these uh during this season. So yeah. I don't feel like he was there as comedy relief. Forgive me, Tom. Go on. No, you're good. I mean, I don't think I have much. I mean, I started like adding more stuff to the outline about like what questions weren't answered, but none of it matters. Like everything that wasn't answered was just a red herring, and it's as simple as that. Like, there's no reason to try to answer too much of it. But it would have been nice to know a little bit more about 
who Edgar really was and like people caring more about Edgar's death. Like nobody was really sad or emotional that he went, which makes me think maybe he was a jerk. So who knows? Sure. That's fair. <laughs> it is a good point. There is a dead body in this house and not a lot of sad people around, mainly just nope. like, hey, am I going to get convicted of this? So mm-hmm. uh, it'd be interesting to be in a house for like a 12 hour period with a dead body that you don't know how they died. And just kind of sit around figuring. I mean, this is why I read Agatha Christie novels, or at least watch them on BBC and PBS shows. Who knows? So Listen, maybe that's one of Anik's escape rooms. He's just getting escape room ideas. That's all. I forgot that's what he does for a job. I think he's <laughs> going to be part of the Bing Bao uh, ep- or Empire. Bao here Bing, soon. yeah. Bao probably. Bing. Mm-hmm. Well, Bing Bao is his rival company. <laughs> Uh, since they, he didn't sign a non-compete or a non-disclosure. So he's going to go start. His is going to be more milky than ice. They're going to go mm. opposite in terms of elements. Gotcha. Um, which, uh, yeah. Tom, I know you did a deep dive on this. I believe you watched or at least listened to some interviews from the people that are in charge of this show. And this is now Tom's non-spoiler corner because everything's been spoiled. <laughs> Yeah, there was just a couple post interviews that Lord Miller, and I, I did not write the other gentleman's name, but one of the other kind of head writers for this season, uh, talking about like how they wrote the story and kind of their thoughts and ideas and how they kind of play with the audience. So a couple interesting things to kind of pull from here. So when they wrote the story, they knew they wanted John Cho and Ulysses' character to be the killer, killer like right from the start. And they kind of worked all the other stories and stuff around it. So I think that's kind of interesting in terms of like, the way they prepared the writing process where they didn't try to like create all this on the fly. They knew exactly what they were trying to do with the murder. And it's just a matter of tying the other characters together, which is kind of cool. Um, There was at one point in the interview, I think Chris Miller had mentioned that he wanted to make Ulysses one of the most medium characters to suspect. So like straight from the office, which was great. Like the Dwight line. Um, apparently Miller does check the Reddit threads weekly to see what people are thinking and like their, their clues and, and how they're trying to solve some of these things. And he did mention that there are still things out there that people missed and didn't see. So it's, it's kind of fun and maybe people will get some stuff later on. I'm assuming the show is shot though, in such a way that he can't then check Reddit and like make adjustments. They're not making adjustments on the floor. It's just, okay. Yeah, just seeing if they catch like something hidden in the background or obviously the flower and elimination clues and that kind of thing. I think he's also interested in like how quickly it happens, where some of these clues that he thinks are going to take people days to get, sure. they get within a matter of hours. So it's kind of funny. Um, there was apparently some anagrams throughout the show so of Edgar Minnows. So they made Edgar Minnows' name out of wrong man dies. So if you would have taken Edgar Minnows and move it around. You could have gotten to that. Um, and apparently to throw off and try to misdirect, they had other anagrams of Edgar Minnows. So danger, no swim, that sign that we talked about, that is an anagram for Edgar Minnows. Oh, interesting. And then Isabel's gin that she had was manners do gin, another anagram for Edgar Minnows. And apparently that was one that nobody had caught on Reddit, the whole idea of it being wrong man dies. Um, that Miller had kind of then spoiled here and, and kind of told told everybody about. So that was kind of fun. But I think the anagram thing is, I think, kind of silly. Like the little Mr. Rex that they kind of put in were, were fine, but I'm not going to read into anagrams. I think they're not true clues. Sure, sure. 
Um, and then the last but not least is they, they certainly want to do a season three, um, but with the writer strike and everything kind of going on as the, the time of this recording of this podcast, who knows when that'll be, but they definitely have an appetite for more. And, and I'm, I'm excited for more. This is still a very fun show. It was a very fun ride, even though maybe it wasn't quite as, as thrilling and satisfying as what we had in, in season one. Um, it's definitely some of the better television out there. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. No, there's something fun about a show that like you can try and solve. And that's yeah. why I will always enjoy an Agatha Christie. I will always enjoy something along those lines. And there's something to be said about a show where they make it so that you can figure out what happened. Like mm-hmm. they give you enough. One of the things I've never liked about shows where it's either so like supernatural or like logically it just wouldn't make sense when they reveal the twist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, no one would ever think of that or we didn't know we were playing by those rules. This show at least sticks to rules and like you have the chance to figure it out, which is what I did because, you know, go back to the last podcast. I uh, unequivocally <laughs> said it was going to be Ulysses. I did not hedge one way or another. And a lot of people are saying, I'm really great at this. So, Yeah, I'm saying it, man. I'm giving you the internet points. We, 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 I think afterwards, after we recorded those pods, we had a couple of texts back and forth about convincing ourselves it was Hannah. Um, but again, we, we fell short. And I think that was where the internet was. The internet and Reddit was all about Hannah or Ulysses. So the people that were Hannah were probably the people that were doing the crazy deep dives. The more casual Redditors or just casual viewer was probably like, oh yeah, Ulysses because of what we saw in, in his episode. But sure. again, sure. a lot of fun. Thank you for another another fun season of podcasting, man. It was a good time. Yes, yes it was. I would like to appreciate you because I would never have come to the Funkel, which I really didn't. Once again, <laughs> I hedged so hard on that last one. Uh, but I wouldn't have come to that if you hadn't have pointed out all of the switches and everything in Funkel's episode. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I appreciate the work that you've done. I've enjoyed the show. It's always fun. I hope season three comes in with a bang, you know, in the same mm-hmm. way that Lasso, which we did, and you can listen to our back catalog. Season one was awesome. Season two was a lull, and then season three just gave us everything that we wanted. It was the (laughs) best season. I hope that season three of the after party is the same way. For those of you that have not listened to us before, some of that was sarcasm. But uh, (laughs) find out which. (laughs) Listen to all the pods. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, we've been doing this for several years, and we're going to wrap this podcast up by saying... We appreciate those of you that listen to us. It's always fun to hear from you. Uh, honestly, even if you think it's silly, it's fun to hear. You can reach us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate uh, those of you that have stuck with us. And once again, I can't say it enough. We enjoy hearing from you. Uh, if you would, please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That's always helpful. I think Spotify also now has the ability to uh, rate. Uh, And so, once again, we appreciate all of you that listen to us and enjoy. Tom, what did I miss? 
Yeah, follow us on social media uh, at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Again, if you want to take a peek at our back catalog, we have a whole lot of other pods uh, that you can kind of check out. We've done 1899, Last of Us, Lord of the Rings, uh, obviously the After Party Season 1 and 2, Ted Lasso, uh, all sorts of other fun pods. So if you had fun with us here, please join us for the other ones. We do a similar format. We kind of break down all the episodes and... Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, again, don't know what we're going to do next. So keep an eye out for us. Follow us on those socials. And uh, I'm sure we'll have something coming out here soon. Sure. And we do take requests. So if Mm -hmm. you've got uh, another TV show that is on Apple TV that involves solving a murder mystery where the episodes are less than 30 minutes apiece and they star Sam Richardson... Uh, then please send us your suggestions. We'd love to hear about those. And um, yeah, that's the specific criteria we use when we watch a TV <laughs> show. Everything we've watched has starred Sam Richardson. So I have been Julian. And I have been Ding Dong Tom. Till next time, everybody. Ding Dong Tom has an incredible <laughs> ring to it, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but... Uh, by Lord, we should keep it. I like that much more than Gumshoe Tom, for sure. I tend to, I tend to agree, yeah. That's my new Gumshoe name. <laughs>